0: You're listening to the Maniverse Podcast with your host Tom Traplin, and this is session number 74. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Maniverse Podcast. I am your host, Tom Traplin, and today we're going to talk about a topic that is closely related to what we were discussing in episode 72. So in 72, we were talking about the gamer's paradox and burnout, and dealing with burnout. We were talking about how uh, you, you turn something into a job, and you turn it into a grind, and eventually you start to it seems like you can sap the joy out of it, and you get into a situation where you just feel burnt out. You feel like you are done with whatever it is, and maybe it used to make you happy, but it no longer does. So I wanted to elaborate a little bit on that topic before we move on, because burnout is something that almost everyone suffers at some point in their life, and I got a lot of feedback in this episode as to how people are feeling right now. So I wanted to offer an example and then an analogy so there are two kinds of burnout specifically there's one where you just are overwhelmed with the little stresses that accumulate over the course of the day so or the the weeks and the months in this case it's kind of like uh it's like going to the gym but you are just you know if you go to the gym for an hour a day you know you build up your body you build up your muscles you you become healthier it's better it's good for you but that's because you're giving yourself time to rest and acclimatize to the difficulties, to the challenges that you're exposing your body to. You are not stressing yourself over much in that situation. But if you go to the gym 10 hours a day and you are just hammering away at your body, all you're doing is putting too, you're putting too much stress on it to the point where your joints will start to hurt and all you'll feel is pain and it'll wear you down and it'll, it'll break you down. And that kind of stress is too much. That's the overwhelm portion. And you have to find where your correct level is. How much stress is too much for you? You want to stay just below that range to make sure that you're still pushing forward, you're still growing, but you're not hurting yourself in the process. So that kind of stress, that kind of can lead to a burnout. And these are the kinds of things where... Little things add up over the course of, you know, the days, the weeks, the months. Things like uh, difficult employees, difficult customers that are hard to deal with, you know, shipments that come in late that really throw you off, or things that come in damaged, or, you know, your software doesn't function the way you want it to, or, like, it's broken, or there's a virus, or there's all kinds of little tiny things. Just little difficulties that, on their own, don't necessarily add up to much. But when you accumulate them, you have 20, 30, hundreds of these things, Added to your plate, then you get to that sense of overwhelm, and all you want to do is just walk away. Like I think we talked about it before, but there's a, a growth curve, and there's an optimal amount of challenge for you to, uh, to experience perfect progress. Perfect is very uh, idealized here. So if something is too easy, it's boring. Right, so if there's no stress, there's no challenge. It's just boring and it's uninteresting, and it's not going to hold your attention. and It doesn't really benefit you anyway. If something is too difficult, you just stop playing. You just walk away from it because it's too hard. You can't do it anyway. There's no ability. The, the the learning curve is so high that there's no opportunity for you to get good enough to be able to even generally uh, work with it. It'd be like to squeeze an analogy out of here would be to uh, have pair up somebody who's never played Magic the Gathering before against a pro who has, obviously, tons of experience with the game and tell them to play as competitively as possible. The person who's never played before is going to be like, I don't even understand what's going on. This person's not helping me. I don't, you know, like, maybe have the rudimentary rules, but they have no idea as to how to play effectively, and they just get beaten a 100 times out of a 100, right? Just no... No chance. They're just dominated. How likely is that person going to want to keep playing, keep trying this, uh, this game if they just keep getting crushed? It's just too hard. So there's that middle middle road where you just have the right amount of stress that leads to optimal growth. But when we're talking about just too much, too much stress over the course of, uh, of the days and the weeks, and you, in order to fix that, all you need to do is address each individual stressor. You need to figure out a solution. Part of the problem is you need to articulate something that's bothering you. And again, that's one of the reasons why I left you with that question at the end of the episode, is what does your perfect average day look like? And that leads me to the second kind of burnout, which is the kind of burnout where you are deviating from the path that you walked, that you wanted to walk in life. So I left that question with you because I wanted you to define what you want, what it is your goal is in terms of your business and your life. So why did you start the game store in the first place? What was it that is important to you? Write it down, define it, and then critically look at your life as it is and see how far away are you from where you wanted to be when you started. The distance between where you are and where you wanted to be is the level of your unhappiness. The farther away it is, the more disappointed and burnt out you're going to feel once you realize it. And I came up with an analogy after the fact that I wanted to share with you. So let's imagine that your life is like you're walking down the road. Your destination, your goal, what you want to achieve is the city that's in the distance on the horizon. Somewhere down there, you know you want to get to, let's say you want to get to New York City. We're walking to New York City. That's your goal. Your New York City represents your ideal lifestyle. Your, the, the business that you want, the people that you want to be around, the life you want to live. That's your goal. Every day we're walking, right? Every day you have a choice. Every minute, every second you have a choice. You can either look at your feet and watch what you're doing, which is something that you do have to do. You have to stare at your toes and watch the ground and make sure that you're not stumbling or walking into a ditch or stepping on sharp rocks. You know, there's all kinds of obstacles in your way during the course of trying to get to where you're where you're going. So you're looking at your feet and you You have to watch what you're doing, but you also have to look up and see, are you going in the right direction? Are you moving towards your goal? Are you going towards New York City or are you walking off in the distance towards something else? The analogy that I came up with was burnout is when you are just focused on your day-to-day life. You know, you're looking at your feet, you're walking, watching where you're going, and you're avoiding the obstacles, you're doing what you got to do to pivot, to change, direct, to, to move around certain things, certain obstacles in your path, and then you're doing that for let's say 10 years straight, you're just walking, staring at your feet, and then you look up after 10 years and you realize you have no idea where you are. You're not even close. You know, you're in the middle of the forest somewhere and you you don't even know where you are in relation to your goal anymore. You just, one day you wake up and you realize you're not where you wanted to be. That is the second kind of burnout. That's where you find out that your life does not look like what you wanted, and from there, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, it doesn't, it's not game over, it's just because you're in the forest. What you have to do is you have to take, take stock of your situation and understand and, and figure out where you need to go. Just because you went off track doesn't mean that you can't reorient yourself towards your goals and start walking again. You still have time to get what you want. Maybe it's time to reevaluate your goals and move towards something that uh, is more attainable, perhaps. But you can reorient yourself towards what you want and start moving in that direction. And if you do that, if you put yourself on the path and you're making progress, you won't feel as burnt out. Burnt out is the futility of life. That's what it feels like. It's just nothing is worth pursuing anymore. And the things that used to make you happy don't make you happy. And ultimately, it's because you're not pursuing what you really want. That kind of taints the rest of your experience. So... Those are. I just wanted to talk about burnout a little bit more and elaborate on the concept a little bit before we got into the topic that I want to discuss today in that it's very closely related. So when you're burned out, you're at the bottom. You're, at the, you're in a slump, right? And at that point, you basically have two choices. You can either give up and choose to walk away from your goals and just say, "I'm whatever it is, I'm done. I'm going to start pursuing something new. Or you continue to push through and you say, I'm going to make this better. I'm going to go find what I need to to succeed. So entrepreneurs often get contradictory advice. We're told that you have to keep pushing if you want to succeed. You know, times are going to be hard. Uh, you're faced with incredible odds as an entrepreneur. Most businesses fail within the first year, the first five years. The, uh, the barrier to success is so high that your odds of failure are gigantic. So we're, we're told that right from the start. And we're told that if you want to succeed, you just have to keep pushing. But on the flip side, we're also told that you need to know when to quit. This is a very big thing in startup, IT, Silicon Valley culture, is that you need to know when to quit. You need to fail fast. And you need to be able to pivot and adjust your course quickly. It's called iteration. So in that sense, you need to be able to get out there, They uh, create the minimum viable product, the minimum viable service, start finding customers, find out what they want. If it's not a fit, if it's not, if, if it doesn't look like it's gonna lead to a viable business, you need to adjust your course very quickly and change your tactics, change your strategy, and uh, start pursuing that instead, and then try that out and experiment, and just constantly iteration. That's the idea. The question is, when should you quit, and when should you stick? It's really hard to answer. It's a very difficult to answer. One of the best pieces of advice that I can probably give you is that if you're in that bottom, if you're in that slump right now, the worst time to make a decision is when you're in pain. Because when you're in great pain, you're rarely gonna make good decisions. Actually, I have a, a mug at home that says, uh, don't make drastic life decisions when either hungry, thirsty, or tired. It's a bad idea. You don't make good choices when you're in pain, when you're suffering. So the first step you need to do is is back away. Is step back a little bit and get some perspective. You need to either address the fact that you're in pain, address the most pressing concerns, and try and fix that a little bit before you uh, jump ship. You should also probably at that point uh, seek some wise counsel. So hopefully you have some friends, you have some people that you associate with, some other entrepreneurs who know the struggle that you're that you're currently working through and get some perspective from them as to what you maybe should do in your situation. Two minds are greater than one, as they say. So let's say you're in the situation where you're in that slump. You're at that bottom of the curve and you feel like you, you have those two choices. You're at a crossroads in your business. Should you quit or should you push through? Let's talk about push through. What does it mean to push through? What does it actually look like? How do you go about doing it? Because, I'm, I'm sure you've probably heard before, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing while expecting different results. If you're at a point in your business where the things that you're doing aren't working anymore, you know, maybe the sales are declining, you're are stagnating, you're at a point where you're just not growing anymore, and the things that you've tried just don't work, what do you need to do in order for it to actually ultimately become a success? Because you can't just keep doing it, Right. If it's not working now, chances are it's not going to just magically start working in a little while from now. You need to understand what you need to measure, and then you need to understand what actually is moving the needle for you. What you need to do, if you're going to push through, if you're making the choice that I'm not going to give up yet, not yet. I know that success is on the other side of this this barrier, this quagmire that I'm in right now. What you need to do is you need to do an 80-20 analysis, an 80-20 analysis. Is basically where you look at all of the activities that make up your business, that make up your game store. And you identify and quantify which ones are contributing the most to your profitability, to your success. So you need to look at the uh, the activities. You need to look at the the employees, the uh, the customers, the the lines that you're carrying, and the products. You need to see okay, which one of these is actually adding to my bottom line and my business, and which one of them is not doing that, is, is just taking up space and is actually uh, resources that could be better used elsewhere. You need to do the analysis and start cutting. Oftentimes, it's not what you should do that's important. It's what you should stop doing that's important. So you need to look at all the things that aren't working and you need to just stop doing those things. You find out which product lines are the most effective, the most profitable for your business, and look at the ones that are at the bottom. Look at the bottom. Well, who knows? Let's let's say look at the bottom 20%. Let's say you uh, you carry you do magic, comics, games, workshop, miniatures, uh, historical puzzles, all kinds of things. Let's say you got all that uh, associated. You got all that in your inventory right now. Take the bottom 20% and just say those ones are not producing. Those ones are not adding to my bottom line. It's time to phase those out what you need to do is reinvest in the things that are working. The 80-20 analysis comes from the Pareto Principle. It basically says the square root of the total produces 50% of the results. It's, it's a pretty extreme, but it, it plays out in nature, in business, and in most systems that we, uh, that we know of. And basically what it says is, if you have, let's say you have 100 products, 10 of those products are going to produce 50% of the revenue for your business. So every once in a while, and a burnout situation is a great time to do it, do this analysis and find out what is your square root that's producing 50% of your revenue. Those are the things that you need to double down on. And then, again, the flip side is, what's the, what's at the bottom of the list? Start cutting those things and start making sure that you are a lean, efficient machine in terms of business. There's no other way to push through the barrier. Another question you need to... F- ask yourself, and this is something that I want to explore in a later episode, is what can you be the best in the market at? The trouble with the friendly local game store is that it is a very commoditized business, right? We're selling games, we're selling cards, we're selling miniatures. Often set, the prices are often set by the MSRP, by the distributors, by the manufacturers, so there's not a lot of uh, room for margin in terms of uh, what you can sell and what you can sell it for and the market is pretty uh, pretty educated especially when it comes to uh, like for example magic the market and the the price that you can sell cards for is pretty well established at this point it's pretty efficient there's not a lot of room for a business to differentiate itself in price or product so you don't really have a lot of opportunity to be special in that kinda of way so you need to understand what can you be the absolute best in the market at. And I don't mean the market in general. Like, you don't have to be the best in the world. You just have to be the best in your local market, whatever that happens to be. So what you want to do is figure out what the product market fit for your expertise would be. Specifically, uh, find out what your market already wants, at least in part, that isn't provided and something that you can uh, excel at. So this kind of thing could be, you know, you could be the best game store for used board games. You could be the, the best go-to game store for vintage magic cards. You could be the go-to store for the rental model. You're the only shop in your area, in your city, that does the uh, rent-to-own kind of uh, business model. If you do that and you do it well and you execute perfectly, you do it very well, you can dominate that particular niche in that market. and It's kind of an extension of the whole Blue Ocean strategy. What can you be so good at that you essentially have a monopoly over? That is something that you should look towards in terms of pushing through because that might actually lead to the kind of success that you're hoping for. And success is often a last man or woman standing kind of deal because extraordinary benefits often accrue to the the tiny majority of people who are able to push through just a tiny bit longer than most others. All right, so let's talk about quitting. Quitting now that we've uh, discussed about what it means what it looks like to push through your burnout your downward slump to get through to the other side let's talk about the other option the one that uh, most entrepreneurs don't like to think about and that's quitting the question here is how should you quit because maybe you're in a situation where you're, you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and you just don't know if you want to do this anymore you're burnt out that's understandable the problem is it's really hard to make good decisions when you're in pain and in this case you're probably feeling that emotional pain that stress like they say you don't make major decisions while you're tired or hungry it's a bad idea so we should really think about this logically how should you quit should you quit at all what does it mean to quit Instead of maybe shutting everything down, winding down the business and just closing up shop, selling all your assets, selling all your inventory, and just saying, all right, I'm done with this whole thing, perhaps what you need to do is just change tactics. Maybe you just need to get out of the situation that you're in that's causing all of this stress and uh, difficulty, right? So if, like I said before, you have to... uh, do the 80-20 analysis, and figure out what's working and what's not working. There's a good chance that in the same vein of the 80-20, 20% 20 of the things that you do over the course of the day are causing 80% of your stress and your grief. So maybe what you don't need to do is shut the business down. What you really need to do is figure out what the 20% of the activities, the things that are causing you the most stress and problems and difficulties are, and just eliminate those from your life. And that might mean uh, chopping out a product line that has a toxic customer base. That might mean getting rid of one of those, you know, particular employees that everybody knows, everyone understands what I'm saying when I'm talking about these kinds of employees that just make your life miserable. Maybe those are the kinds of people you need to uh, send out the door in order to change your life to make it uh, better. Another option is to just adjust your strategy. You need to go big. Instead of going small and on the micro and dealing with little things like the tactics and the way you approach your day-to-day stuff, maybe you need a major overhaul. Maybe what the business needs is is just a complete pivot in a totally new direction. Maybe you need to start selling different products, like Maybe you don't need to be a complete uh, dedicated game store anymore. Maybe you could be comics. Maybe you need to expand to uh, you know the more mainstream, casual kind of products like uh, the puzzles and the, the toys and those kinds of things. Maybe you could start doing something completely different. You could, you, you could go even further. There's no reason you're stuck to this one retail path. You can reinvent yourself. In many ways, many businesses have changed their product line and basically change their identity over time. It's not something that's impossible. You can rebrand and you can try something new. Just because something isn't working right now, doesn't mean that the whole thing isn't working. Maybe some parts of it working, and you just need to assess what's. Uh, you need to cut out the deadwood, and maybe that will inspire new growth. So that's a, a thing you have to consider when you're comparing these two potential paths in your future. You can either say, "I'm gonna." Double down on what I'm doing and what I need to, uh, what I need to work in order for this to succeed. You need to identify what's working and then reinvest in that. Or you can do the I'm going to approach this from the negative perspective and say, what do I need to stop doing? What I need to get, I need to quit what I'm doing because it's driving me nuts. How do I go about doing that? And what does that look like? The key to this, though, is always coming back to what did you want out of this business when you originally started it when you started the business what was the reason what was your why it's more than just I like board games and I want to sell board games that's not the only reason people get into this industry they get into this industry because they love the idea of the game they love playing games they love the educational aspect maybe it's you really love the the community the fact that people get together and have face-to-face conversations and find new friends and all that excellent stuff about the business maybe that's why you did it maybe you thought you were gonna be rich maybe you should reassess those expectations maybe maybe you need to consider another line of work if that's the case maybe 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 what did you have in mind what were your goals did you have any goals do you have goals now what are those goals and which path is going to get you to the goal to the future that you're trying to build which one which path is the correct one for you i gave you some tools as to how you might be able to figure that part out for yourself but uh, that's a question that i cannot answer for you on this one-sided podcast but it's something i'm going to leave you to consider on your own that is where we're going to wrap this episode up and uh... i've really enjoyed having this conversation with you and if you have any questions if you're in that uh... If you feel burned out right now, feel free to reach out to me. I would be glad to discuss and, you know, talk about it. If you want to just bounce off your concerns on somebody who's a sympathetic ear, I can happily do that for you. So uh, feel free to reach out to me via email, tom at maniverse You can find me on uh, Facebook and Twitter and all that other fun stuff. I don't respond all that quickly to Twitter. It's been a long time since I've checked in there, but hit me up on Facebook. You will definitely get a hold of me. Uh, that's it for this episode. I am—I've uh, been your host, Tom Traplin, and I've had a lot of fun. And I can't wait to do this again. I'll see you. Well, I won't see you. You won't see me. You'll hear me in the next episode of *The Man of Response*.